This is a sermon given at St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. Visit our website at stdave.org. Today's lectionary text requires something from us immediately. It is a crisis. It is urgent. And it is complicated. It is so complicated that I had to write my sermon down just to keep track of what I needed to say. This is not some slow ease into some abstract principle question that you can have as you enjoy spring break or South by Southwest or ride around in endless traffic in Austin, Texas here on the third week of Lent. Instead, the lessons plunge the hearer immediately into a crisis along with the characters in the narrative. They leave the preacher hoping that the congregation is paying close attention and hoping that despite um, springing your clocks forward last night, that you've got a good night's sleep because this is a fast ride. Today's text requires to pay attention for they, con they contain compelling stories that end by turning to you and me, the audience, and demanding an answer to a question. The Exodus passage tells a terrifying story that taps into the most fundamental reptilian fear of every living creature, the prospect of dying of thirst. Compounded by the fact that the people are facing a looming humanitarian crisis, it becomes a crisis of survival and a crisis of leadership. What will they do? How will they survive? And who will lead them? And as with most compelling stories, beneath the tension of a real-life fight, a deeper story is being told. It is not just about thirst. It is not just about physical survival. And it's not even just about leadership. Beneath it all, in fact, beneath the entire Exodus narrative, is a deeper question, revealing a deeper crisis, the crisis of faith. The last crisis is spelled out specifically as Moses turns to the people directly and asks, is the Lord among us or not? And the response to this story in the story of Exodus is a resounding yes. The Lord is with us, it says. Through it all, sometimes in dramatic fashion like hitting a rock and water flowing out or other times in still, small, sustaining ways, God is alongside God's people, moving God's people along as they grow into deeper and deeper awareness of God's presence among them. God is here, it says, and God is taking us somewhere, it says. Through their time in the wilderness, they, they learned how to ask, not only is God among us, but how is God among us? Where is God among us? And it allows that question to change the way they saw the immediate crises that they faced. Now, the gospel lesson is equally as complex. It demands an equal level of concentration and reflection, and it may have demanded you to sit down in the middle of the lesson. It was that big. In a circuitous story, it moves back and forth from one conversation to another. The hearer encounters several simultaneous narratives 
that moves similarly to the story of Exodus. So we hear the surface narrative of the problem facing the people. Gathering water. Navigating social convention. Dealing with the blazing heat of the noonday sun. Having risky conversations with strangers. Hear a story of a mundane meal. Concerned friends caring for their mystical, absent-minded, risk-taking leader. Encouraging them to stop long enough to at least have some lunch. And then it moves beyond the daily and the mundane. And it grows more complex. One person trying to explain to a group of other people about a life-changing encounter they had in the blazing noonday sun. And that group of people believing that person's witness. So much so that they stopped what they were doing to go see for themselves. And then a group of disciples struggling to accept Jesus' invitation to go deeper, to look harder, to seek the face of God. What started out as one kind of crisis becomes a more profound one. A drink of water becomes the water of life. A daily meal becomes the bread of life. Belief in a concept becomes a leap of faith. And at each point, each daily dilemma that they face delves into a deeper question. Is the Lord among us or not? And the answer to the gospel question, like Exodus, is also a resounding yes. Throughout the gospels, Jesus, alongside of his disciples, among the daily decisions that they must make to stay alive, and invites them into a deeper understanding of what's going on. Jesus redefines each crisis, revealing that more is happening than they can see. Water to water of life, bread to bread of life. God among them in every step of the way. Each step along the way, Jesus keeps inviting his disciples to transform the way they saw their various daily crises of their lives and see that God was present and that God was taking them somewhere. So once we see this pattern in these complicated texts, we begin to recognize the same cadence in our own lives. Each of us spends the majority of our day solving various crises that we faced. Some small and mundane, some large and overwhelming. In a very real sense, it's concrete, concrete daily and mundane, and it's required of all of us. Work for our daily sustenance, bread, water. Navigating a beautiful or loving or strained or conflicted relationship. Dealing with the ongoing constraints and exhausting constraints of urban life. Dealing with complicated political issues that we face in our own houses, in our places of work here in the city of Austin, right this minute in a crisis of housing in our nation, in the world. Each thing presents an actual crisis, large or small, that must be addressed and navigated. 
And we can also often find ourselves, if we're really enmeshed in that crisis, we can find ourselves finally asking, is this it? Is this really the sum of my life? I mean, this is, I guess, what I'm going to do. I'm going to work for water and work for bread, solve this same crisis over and over until I die. But if we pay attention, we know there's something else, right? There's some nagging thing, some nagging question. Even though we spend so much of our time navigating what is right in front of us, we know there's more. It's a besetting question of faith. Is God with us or not? The text for today teaches us something, at least about the past, about the way God has worked throughout our history of faith. Each story shows that while the people of God are navigating the mundane and terrifying complexities of their life, there is something greater happening. God is walking alongside. God is sustaining. God is leading. God is redefining the way God's people live their lives, imbuing them with meaning and purpose and direction. God is taking them somewhere. And so the work of the text that we've heard is not complete until we look more deeply into our own lives both as individuals and as a community, asking, is God with us? So what happens to your life this week? If you address the various decisions and crises that you have to deal with, if you ask, is the Lord with me or not? By simply asking that question, we begin to open our eyes to the presence of God. It begins to transform the momentary and mundane crisis that we face. We can see the hand of God at work among us. And we can see that God is taking us somewhere. And what happens to our common life here at St. David's? If we, as we engage in worship and study and acts of service and the myriad things that we do as a congregation in addressing the needs of the world around us, if we ask, is the Lord with us or not? <laughs> it may seem silly to remind a group of believers to ask this question from time to time. But if you think about all the amazing ministry that takes place here at St. David's, both here and out in the world, when is the last time that group of people actively asked the question, is God with us? Absent that question, it won't take long. It won't take long for our common work to retreat into just another mundane thing, crisis that we must address until we forget why we were doing this in the first place. So what if this happens? What if at each gathering of our parish for the rest of the season of Lent, Someone pauses and specifically asks, is the Lord with us? What kind of an impact would that question have? What happens if every kitchen volunteer, every Sunday school teacher, every greeter, usher, acolyte, EM, every member of the clergy, every member of the choir, every volunteer at Trinity Center, every meeting of the long list of beautiful and amazing ministries that we do here at St. David's, the participants actively ask, 
Is God with us? Historically, like Exodus and like the gospel, for St. David's, that answer has been a resounding yes. 175 years of mundane ministry that needed to happen with the question, is God among us? And the answer is yes. 175 years of work being done by people just like you, people who get up every morning and they get it right and they get it wrong and they do the mundane crisis of their lives and yet they listen carefully for this other voice, this other companion that is walking alongside, that is leading them, that is leading to them to the besetting question, is God with us? Well, I don't know what's going to happen if we actually do this. It might be the worst question I ever asked. But I think it's worth asking. But I know one thing it will do. If we ask, is God with us? It will change the way we see what we're doing. Because we will remember that it is not just the mundane problem solving. It is a question of faith. When we ask, is God with us? The answer will always be a yes. And we will begin to listen and see the presence of God among us. So the question that was asked to the people in Exodus and the question that's asked to the people in the gospel is now the question that is asked of you. Is God with us or not? In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You can find more lectures and sermons on iTunes by searching for St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas, or visit our website at stdave.org and click on the podcast button.